0: I'm glad we're both here because uh, a little bit behind the scenes action before we get to Sacred Ground. Uh, I had texted you and I said, I think I might have to push this one back. Might need to might need a little bit more time. He mm-hmm. said, okay. But then we switched back to our normal time. But uh, the reason was it was just, this is one of those multiple fall asleep, e- <laughs> fall asleep episodes. <laughs> the, the night before I was trying to watch it and I woke up. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I've met, I have I must have missed a lot. I, w- I was like 15 minutes into the next episode after this on the iPad. And I was just like, all right. I oh,
1: think- that explains. <laughs> Explains why the next episode on Voodoo is like half watched. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, "Oh, which one are we supposed to be watching here?" That would explain that. <laughs> well, I mean, I was it, was it not like a four DX type experience? Because this episode has Janeway falling asleep and waking up a bunch of times. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, was, I was inspired, I guess, by the material in the wrong way. So let's get into it. This is Sacred Ground, the seventh episode of the third season. came out on October 30th, 1996. Teleplague by Lisa Clink. story goes to Geo Cameron, directed by Robert Duncan McNeil. In like universe- the,
1: like, this sounds like a website <laughs> from the
0: 90s. I think he's the sixth member of the uh, of the Planeteers. Uh, in universe, <laughs> it is 50063.2, which is 2373. In sacred ground, Cass is injured when she accidentally commits sacrilege on an alien planet. <laughs> 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 An alien planet, okay. In order to save Oops. her life, Janeway must go through a mysterious ritual that challenges her faith in
1: science. Could I Um, – I'd like to address something right at the top. Yeah. Uh, because I know that the longtime listeners are going to want to know about this. And the answer is no. There is – for once, there is no connection I can draw between this show and and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, either tangentially or yep. directly, absolutely no connection whatsoever. Getting rusty. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. Oh. That's I'm, that's a lie. That's actually a lie because Uh-oh. the magistrate is the mayor from season three of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Probably the best villain of the entire series, depending on you know what season you like. Oh, the best. is
0: is he like the the politician guy in this in this episode? Yeah, he's the
1: the the guy that they talk to a bunch of times.
0: You know, yeah. I actually thought he was maybe the best part of the episode.
1: I, oh, he's great. I like his on performance. Buffy. Yeah, I thought In he was. In fact, good. I'd rather I'd rather talk about <laughs> him on Buffy for an hour than talk about this episode, frankly. Sacred ground.
0: Um So a little bit of backstory. This is the final holdover i don't know if you remember this clay but there were a couple there were like four episodes from the second season that they produced but did not air as part of the second season and they spaced Mm -hmm. them out over the course of the third
1: and this is the final one from season two um i have to imagine what happened was everybody in the writers room threw this script in the trash and then Berman walked in and was like whoa she takes a shirt off for this one. We got to make this <laughs> he's, one. He's flipping through the script very quickly. His eyes just immediately lock on. Michael, Michael, we got to make this one.
0: <laughs> fire. The man who threw this away. This is a beautiful script. This is a tear runs down his face. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there's only so many ways you can say this about a Voyager episode. I, I, you know, I kind of like the idea, I guess. Um, Maybe sort like I like the idea in what my conception of the idea is, but I don't like anything about what this episode does with its idea, really.
1: So I'm I'm in that that's, place with it. That's the that's the same way I feel about like, you know, high end food. Sure. Where I'm like, you know, I appreciate that this is trying to be macaroni and cheese, but this is not the way I would prefer to have it. You like your tacos undeconstructed, just the yes, normal I, taco. I, yeah. I don't want a deconstructed Manhattan, (laughs) which just means I drink everything raw out of the bottle. Yeah,
0: that's that's the polite way of saying you're just a raging alcoholic. You just don't mix the drink. You just crack the bottle open and go at it.
1: Once you bring me deconstructed food, I feel like now I'm doing your job is what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: I would agree. I would agree. It's cute, but I don't know if it's $250 a plate. Cute. Kind of like this episode. Um, You know, structurally, this thing just... It just drags, really, and it's like it's oh, bouncing it's so back boring. and forth between Voyager and whatever's going on on the planet. And every time it goes back to Voyager, it's just the worst fucking medical techno babble coming from the doctor. And it's like, and, it, and it's about Kess, and Kess is not even really that important to the plot. And like she, she causes what happens to happen, but there's no need to keep checking back in with
1: Kess's blood pressure. For the rest of the episode. It's so boring. You mean you didn't like that scene where they cut back to the sick bay and the doctor goes, Huh? Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's walking between when yeah, Neelix is going, What does
0: Huh mean? And he's like, Oh, don't worry. Oh, gee what does that mean? Oh, nothing. Never mind. So boring. I couldn't believe how much how much medical mumbo jumbo was coming out of the doctor.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. This was the the medical stuff on this was was on par with uh uh, what was the other one? There was one a couple episodes ago where, like, they after after the th- the problem was over, they cut back to the doctor and he was like, "Yes, it turns out that the way that we fixed this was your neo Oh, flashback! Blah, blah, blah. The yeah, one with Sulu, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, great, that's riveting television. Thank you. <laughs> Voyage
0: has got a bad habit of doing this stuff at this point. Um, Why?
1: What? What is it that made them go this route? Where it's, it's so in- technobabble heavy. In an just episode, in the, in the that, show in general. Y- oh, you mean the show in general, not just this episode.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good question. You know, I uh, like. D- d- well, how, how would you describe the difference between what this does and what TNG does in terms of Technobabble? Like, I th- I think that, you know, my, my memory is that TNG will do Technobabble, but it won't it won't build entire scenes around right. Technobabble. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my my hot take on this episode is that this is ground zero for everything that we don't like about new Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because like if you had changed out uh, Janeway from Michael Burnham, this would be a discovery episode. Yeah, like, that's, that's top true. to bottom. Yeah, that's true.
0: I would I, I, I can see. I mean, well. So I mean the the main thing is that like this is a holdover from season season 2 and Pillar was clearly into
1: dropping some acid and thinking about <laughs> new age stuff at this point in his life I guess. Well, you know, Pure Moods was really popular. He's yeah. probably <laughs> up late <laughs> writing scripts and that infomercial just kept playing over and over behind him. <laughs> just, eventually when you're just up, up late writing a script it is going to sink into you.
0: You know, I think that Voyager I, I guess the difference between Voyager and what Discovery would do is that I feel like I feel like Voyager is trying to say something here. And I feel like Discovery would do the same thing, but it would have nothing to say, and it also wouldn't feel like it was trying to say anything at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I know this is another episode in a row um where this is gonna come up because I think our last one was the same thing where it's like Covid has clearly changed my prism that I see the world through now, and it's like <laughs> every Voyager episode is difficult to see that it's not analogous to the Covid era, right? So, I can get behind the idea of this episode, which is that Janeway, the science captain, comes in, and she has some highfalutin ideas about her science, right? Or she's like, they, she thinks she can figure out the answer, and she she's going to get to the bottom of this religious thing. And the mm. spiritual people come keep coming along saying, like, science is the answer for you. You're not going to find any answers here with science. You just have to buy it or whatever. Post-COVID, the only way it makes sense to me is that if the writers had seen what had happened in COVID, and in the COVID era, science did eventually become this sort of, like, faith-based system where people just bought into the early lines of COVID and they never let go of it, like which is anti-scientific, but they would quote science and say, you know, like, you need to mask all the time. Kids shouldn't be in school, stuff like that. Like, this is going to kill everybody. And it just, none of it held up. None of it stuck out as being true. And they didn't evolve to adapt their ideas in the way that science would, which is that new information comes out. People change their ideas of their understanding of what's going on, and you can move forward. The problem with this episode is that Janeway is trying to find the answer that's going on. And so right. it's completely nonsensical to say that you just can't find. And then they do find the answer at the end. Like the doctor has a solution to it. But she's not impressed by that because it's just going off into this like everything you think is inside of you and you're the only person that can, you know, deal with this bullshit or whatever. It's it's just this like hand wavy new age, like you're the center of your being type stuff. Like you drive the car or whatever the fuck they're talking about. And none of it makes any sense. And then you get to the end and the doctor's like, well, actually, I figured out the solution. It's this thing. And Janeway just goes like, ah, that's very, how nerdy of you, doctor. And it just walks out the door. And I just, I don't think any of it lands. I don't think that they nailed the approach. I don't think that they got the core of the problem
1: right. And it just comes off as so stupid. Yeah, I mean the the problem for me was it does the th- the reason that it felt so discovery-esque to me is that it takes the science character and puts them in a situation where the a- answer is basically well you just need to have faith. You just need to pray essentially. Yeah. You uh you need to go through the the steps of this religion that you don't understand and once quickly, you can Quickly quickly now. Quickly, yeah. <laughs> once you can uh 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 Give yourself over to the to the system, then everything's going to turn out fine. And I do I think the ending is actually a little bit interesting because <clears throat> I think you get kind of you can get kind of two readings on the ending, and I think that's what Janeway's sort of uh, uh, a blank stare into the distance is <laughs> is born of
0: <laughs> the, the the face of like I realize where I left my car keys or something like that as she gets up and leaves. Yeah,
1: yeah, because because the doctor. So what happens first is when she goes through the trials the first time, they, may, they make quite a point of the doctor saying directly into camera, everything you just did was yep. pointless. Meaningless. 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 Just repeats what the, uh, the prophets are saying or whatever. Which sends her back, and then you know she uh, gets over her ego. Her ego is destroyed in order to be reborn as whatever. Yep. And uh, then at the end, the doctor, once he figures out how to cure her, References back to the first run through, and saying that doing that somehow—I can't exactly remember what the dialogue is—but it's some he he implies that the her first run through actually did help them, and it was the the stacking of the two run throughs that actually. Right, brought she them built to the up answer. an
0: immunity to the lightning blast or whatever happens to her. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so I think I think what you're supposed to be taking away from that is that either Janeway, either it's a. Comp- Janeway's conflicted because there's a scientific answer unless there isn't, a, unless it's something else, you know, it's like, oh, I found my keys or did God put them there? It's that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, I don't think it lands particularly well um, because I don't really find that this episode is um, really about anything that would warrant this story playing out the way it does. Cause they give you like, Thirty seconds of of uh, Janeway poo pooing um, <clears throat> poo pooing uh, religious rights and stuff, and then weirdly enough, Chakotay is like, "Yeah, yeah, I thought it was cool too until I saw it was done, and now I think it's all bullshit." And it's like, "Wait, what? Why do you keep doing it then? Like, you can't." <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're supposed to be the spiritualism guy or the spirituality guy yeah. and his whole role in this episode is to be like, this is all bullshit. Get her out of there. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah.
0: I, well, to go back to the ending, I I don't think the ending where the doctor figures it out is the right choice at all. Like, I, I think that maybe the doctor could continue to be working on it as if he's going to futilely figure out where something has come from, you know, and Janeway walks away sort of like... You know, Janeway says, "Like I, you can continue to try to bang your head against the wall to figure out what happened here, but I'm just going to be content not knowing where where all this sure. came from." But he comes up with a solution to the answer, and
1: right. that's the thing, though, is I I don't think that they're I think they're trying to go for this ambiguous ending where Janeway herself doesn't know whether or not it was the result of the sp- the spiritual quest that she went on, or if it's just purely the result of the science that the doctor came up with. And I just don't think it works.
0: Right. So to tie that back into the COVID thing, that not that basically she's become an anti-vaxxer at that point, where she's like, well, I got the shot and I didn't get sick. <laughs> so that, how am I supposed to know whether or not it was the shot or if it's not the shot, you know? There, there's yeah. no... I My problem is that... The doctor being so specific and so fucking technobabble about what he's talking about at the end makes me believe that he has figured out the causation of the problem and the solution Mm -hmm. to it. So for Janeway to ignore him at that point is to completely turn her back on a rational explanation for what has happened, which would completely destroy the journey that she's gone on at that point. So I, I would prefer her to not be aware of an answer at the end of it. But again, like the whole, the whole core of the problem comes back to me is that they're trying to find an answer to something. Like I don't see Janeway's travel through this episode is not born of hubris enough. I don't think like if she came into it with a like, well, you know, we're going to figure out the answer here. There's like, clearly your retarded religion is not going to stop us from doing things that we want to do. Um, then i could see her getting knocked down a peg and her coming in with like believing that she had the answers when she didn't know and was ignorant to the situation mm. it would kind of smarten her up a little bit and then she could realize where she'd been and she'd grown as a character but just to, to prove that they know the answer at the end just completely undermines that and i, I don't i just think it's yeah. so
1: awful and it also it tries to have it both ways i think right sure because yeah 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 because it's presenting what she goes through as this spiritual journey, but ultimately they're kind of like, yeah, no, it's all science. Yeah. Like, like even the, the, the guide is like, yeah, no, it's all science. Yeah. You, you see microbes. <laughs> and you can't go. The reason you can't go through the thing is because, you know, your microbes don't line up. Like it's, it's not, it's, they're trying to play the faith card, but they're also playing the science card at the same time, which doesn't really jive because then What's the point of all of this? Um, right,
0: it's the trappings of the show at this point, right? Like Voyager seems incapable of doing a completely character-based, non-science grounded episode. It it always has to come in with this sort of like technobabbly explanation yeah. as to what's going on, and this episode is begging for there to be no technobabble about it. It's supposed to like yeah. this has to be a very um, abstract dreamlike sequence episode that gets into what Janeway's thinking, sort of proves her wrong, or at least gives her something to chew on while she gets before she gets out of there. And then it doesn't need a tidy solution at the end. It's just supposed to be, right. she needs to see different paths that she could go down and that there's like a validity to different points of view. It has to be a fairly clever script to pull that off. And Voyager's not nearly clever enough of a show to do it. And it falls back on these trappings of it's the same thing of the doc. There's no reason to go back to the sequences of the doctor so frequently. They don't have anything to say in those scenes, so just stay with yeah. Janeway. But the Janeway stuff is so effing boring that they can't do that. And then, you know, you end up where you end
1: up. Yeah, I think I think what this episode is missing is that it's a it's about the wrong thing. And if and the, I should say, the way they're trying to get into what this is about is not well constructed. So what I think this is missing, is I think you need to set up Janeway as someone who is not going into this based on pure scientific hubris. I think she needs to be like, there needs to be something going on with her actively where she's like being extra hard on everybody or she's, she's just like really dialed things up lately when this happens. And so she's like, fuck it. I'm going to go through this. And they're like, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of a religious thing. She's like, no such thing. I don't give a shit. Right. And so she goes into it. And so what the story is, is not about f- saving Kess and whether or not it's uh, mystical or scientific. What the episode about is about is breaking down Janeway so she can see the, the path that she is currently on and, f- and adjusting her, accordingly right i think that's what it needs to be about janeway it doesn't need to be about the solution and i don't think there's enough here to to do that
0: yeah 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 i'd agree it's um it is a it is it's a show that's set up to be an episode that challenges the basically like the only thing we know about janeway at this point is like what mm-hmm. drives her uh as a character which is her quote-unquote love of science or something like that It it also does a little bit of um there's a little bit of like metaphorical because the story that ne- that <laughs> digs up is about uh, like a, a king and his son or something, right? Yeah. And so there's the metaphor for Janeway supposed to be the mother of the crew and things like that. And there's a little bit of like a maternal protective instinct going on that they don't really touch with, uh, on at all, outside of bringing in George Costanza's mother uh, to be an actor. Yeah, on it. That
1: was her. I was pretty sure. I was like that. That voice only exists in one body right yeah it's it's only it's either
0: mrs potato head or george's mother (laughs) yes that's true yeah (laughs) um so i don't they don't really get into that or anything and and it's just the um you know even the scenes where i'm not i don't really want this out of star trek but like just the scenes where she's actually having her uh her like premonitions or not premonitions but her like you know religious sequences not really even very interesting (laughs) no no just so boring because she's just talking to her ayahuasca guide the entire time
1: and that character sucks i'm just gonna stare at a rock for the rest of this episode yes (laughs) she's been
0: awake for 39 hours but the doctor is not concerned because we checked in with the doctor and he seems like everything's fine so you know
1: yeah it's a very it's a very strange one it's i can i like like you said, I, I can see what they're going for, but I just don't think that it's executed on any way where they get anywhere close to what they're trying to do or could be doing. Do um, And, like, even from the beginning, where, it just, <laughs> where it's just Kes casually walking <laughs> into a sacred temple and just getting blasted the <laughs> fuck back by a, a force field. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> It's, and just, I actually, it's just real dumb.
0: Well, it, it it started in a way that I... Yeah, I, I always think that it's, you know, Voyager making all these pit stops to go on, like, guided tours is always very funny. It's a funny idea to me. I know they're out there getting information. But after Kess gets blasted by the doorway and she falls down, I you know, I can see the start of the idea there, which is that Balana and Harry get fairly aggressive with these yeah. people to be like, tell us what the fuck yeah. is happening here. And you can kind of see. I, I feel like that's supposed to be the springboard. Like Janeway is supposed to come in with that kind of energy to it. And I don't think they effectively do it. And I think I think it's actually ineffective, even with the Harry stuff. That I, I feel like they act a little bit too aggressive to them. But I could understand their point
1: if they followed through with it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I was very I was very surprised at how intense they got very quickly. I was like, oh. Is this the side of Star, Starfleet that we never see, right. where they come down and are being very cordial with this race until one of their guys does something they're not supposed to and gets yeah, bitten for it, and then they're like, "Where? What's going on? I was wrong. Fucking kill you." <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're going to show them. About, Tell me how this
1: works. I'll kill
0: you. you are going to introduce them to our own uh, version of religion and crucify somebody or something. Yeah, it's it's. There he gets, he gets angry. They start screaming about the thing that's gonna. What the hell was that? Where did the flash come from? They can't allow them to scan. And then the, as I said before, the only saving grace is I. I liked this, like politiciany middleman character who's like, well, mm-hmm. listen, I'd like to help you, but these religious people, I just can't. We can't go down there and tell them what to do because we live in peace, and uh, we want to keep things that way. Doesn't really get anywhere, but that's what he talks about anyway.
1: Yeah, it also it's it's another kind of race that has like, and this is another thing that I think is the vagina noses is, is the yeah. yeah that's what these <laughs> aliens are. As, uh another thing that is steering the the, the franchise in the wrong direction is uh, I feel like this is <laughs> the fourth or fifth alien race who have been like, yes, we have a religious system here that none of us really question or think about at all. Um, and we in, invite you to be a part of it. And then it, like, how many times can you do that? Yeah. It's I just, know. It, I, I feel like they just keep doing it where it's all about like, oh, well, these people have burial rights that we can't deal. We can't, uh, mess yeah. with like, oh, well there's, there's something to it. It's not just hoo-ha. No, you know, the, it's, it's, it f- they've done it like five or six times on the show. Yeah. And I
0: was listening back to the the episode cause we're, we have a little bit of a backlog and I was listening to the episode that came out and it's, um, the shoot was the one that just mm-hmm. came out recently. And, um, that one and that one, I was listening back to our conversation and I was talking about like the prison planet is another trope like that. Like they're just sort oh, of, yeah, they're just, yeah. so the prison planet is one sort of a group of people who have a religion is another. And you know, you, you would think at this point that the showrunners of Voyager would have to start realizing that they're basically just running out of Star Trek sci-fi plots that they could yeah. do. And what they need to do, they won't do it, but what they need to do is that th- the show needed to start looking inward at this point and being like, Voyager is the world of this show. Like what right. happens on Voyager is the only stuff that really matters. yeah. And they don't do it, and so the characters don't get any development. And you end up with stories like this, but it's like I, I'm really, I'm really just pining for what this show needs to do is to be the next phase of Star Trek evolution. Was to just say this
1: is a drama on this ship at this point, and yep. that's what we're going to write the show about. Yeah, I mean, definitely, we've talked about it a million times. It's a great, a great premise that they they just jettisoned very quickly. And they, they don't, um, But they
0: don't jettison it for, like, original sci-fi ideas. No. And they'd be like, no, oh, no. that was worth jettisoning in because this is kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, it's strange because it's one of those things where it's, like, uh, sort of also tangentially similar to Discovery where they go, okay, so this one, we're going to send them to the Delta Quadrant where no one's ever been before. So we're going to see all kinds of crazy new species and going to meet all these new people. It's like okay, like what? It's like, well, there's gonna be this, this one group they got shit on the with, nose <laughs> with vaginas on their noses. And another one where they've got like uh troll like hair. weird troll hair. <laughs> and uh the Ferengi, yeah, they'll also be there for some reason. Um but and it's like discovery where it's like you've never seen Klingons like this. Okay, what do they look like? They look Bald, and you're like okay. <laughs> you can't cool. understand what they're saying. Bald and there's way too much makeup on them. All right, great, awesome, thank you. Yep. I, I'm glad that we, I'm glad yeah. we're doing this. It, like it's it's a it's a fine excuse, but they're not doing anything interesting. It's just okay. We we made it. We made it to the amusement park. What ride do you want to go on? Oh, you want to go get lunch first? Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like a weird metaphor. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's uh. Voyager was really a change in things. Um, And it's, you know, I'm sure people have analyzed the sort of behind the scenes about why. uh, Clearly a lot of this has to do with just that they were burning the candle at both ends with this franchise at this point, right? Like you're just running out of ideas that you could do. And it's too bad, but it, it did get to a point where a lot of the Voyager scripts, like we've been saying, just feel like they kind of spin a wheel and it gives them the setup for the episode. And then they have to come up with a plot off of that. But like yeah. on the wheel, it says prison planet, religious aliens, transporter accident, you know, character, <laughs> character swap or something like that. <laughs> and it's just like they, they all feel that we've been there before and they were done better in the other show that came up with it originally. So you, you you might as well change your ideas here. And like that's just this like new age, this new age sort of nonsense. Like it it, it sounds, it sounds like pillar. It sounds like the writers, of this like, they read the first chapter of a new age book <laughs> and were just so excited about it that they, before they had even really like internalized what this meant, they just wanted to write the, the scripts about the show. And, you know, for for being so interested in a topic like new age mysticism, you'd think that you'd think that they would have a lot to say about it. I guess <laughs> would yeah. be the point. They're, like they've read a lot of books, they have a lot of things that they think might make a good Star Trek episode, and let's go from there. Because I'm all down for you know, science isn't helping us get back any faster. So Voyager picks up a weird religion that infects the crew and and they magically get home faster. I don't know. They they install a
1: prey drive. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, I, you know, I, I, I keep thinking back to Star Trek five, right. Where the, the, the fun, interesting take on that is when they get to God Kirk is wise enough to realize that it's not God and that it's it's something else. Yeah, and it's an it's a fun, interesting take. Whereas, like, I feel like this episode and the way they do this now on on the, the modern shows is Kirk gets to God and he's like, "Wow, this is this is God, and I can't explain it." And I'm and so, so happy not,
0: we went on this journey with each yeah. other to to find this. So.
1: <clears throat> and it's just it's not like an interesting take on anything. Yeah, it's just like yeah, this episode feels like. They the writers went to a seminar at their college or something. Yes. Yeah. And just like dug out the pamphlet from it and just wrote <laughs> an episode based on what was not what what they could still read on the pamphlet. And it's just there's nothing there's nothing there's no cool take, there's no twist, there's no you know No you know, not the just, journey's not even interesting on
0: the way there. You know? It's not like Jenny's you know. adventure is not very fun. So you, I guess mean, you don't done.
1: like you don't like uh, shots of the sea
0: no I was and reminded of um the sunset one reminded me a little bit of uh the uh, is it the last jedi is that the one where Luke is on the cliff
1: ah yes I was thinking the same thing yeah yeah
0: it looks kind of like that
1: yeah I like the last jedi. <laughs> So on to, on to How dare you, you piece of shit. You should be burned at <laughs> the stake and crucified. I hope you get cancer. We did that on YouTube
0: with our, uh, our friend Dave. So you guys can listen to our conversation about The Last Jedi.
1: Um,
0: so I guess we'll go to patron thoughts. We don't really have much else to say here. And maybe the patrons will have something to say. So if you enjoyed the content today where we were not happy with the Star Trek Voyager episode, you can go to patreon.com slash the Penske file and support us there to hear more lukewarm takes about lukewarm episodes. Uh, so let's go to our patron comments. If you're a patron at patreon.com slash the Penske file, you can come to our Patreon and leave comments about upcoming episodes and we read them on here and then you can hear us read your thoughts over the internet through your earbuds. So Clay, this is Kyle Barrett. If you want to go first,
1: listen to us, read your thoughts. You're thinking of the numbers, you know, Clay, Clay, seven, eight i've
0: I've actually realized that reading these comments is kind of meaningless, so <laughs> let's just shut the let's just well leave.
1: wes you just need to have faith that they're going to be insightful
0: <laughs> i i need yeah i need to uh I need someone to come over and say well if you if you put the letters in a certain order and you apply correct syntax to it, you can actually figure out what the word is saying to you, and then you can understand the person's thoughts as they 've transposed it over the internet and through a medium of written language, and I just stare blankly and I go, it sounds kind of nerdy. Shithead, and I walk out the door. (laughs) I have to go lay down. This is is Kyle Barrett with uh, Sacred Ground.
1: Sacred Ground. The last holdover from season two. This episode feels like a final death spasm of that infamous season. I really like the idea at play, making the scientist captain question her beliefs and struggle for logic in the face of the unexplainable. But Voyager is a show incapable of executing it in a satisfying way. It's all vague platitudes, new age mysticism, and tropey visuals and archetypes that are as deep as dishwater. You know, I fill the dishwater way up. Sinks can be pretty deep. <laughs> I don't know how they do it over there in Great Britain. Wa-
0: water costs, uh, you know, 20 pence a, a, a milliliter, I think, over there at this point.
1: That's breath for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a holdover from the Thatcher administration. Uh, the least it could do is make it weird and have Janeway spend forty five minutes in the Black Lodge or something. It also feels a bit rich that the franchise known for techno babble is suddenly lecturing Janeway in the audience. A lesson uh and means a lesson itself needs to learn. The episode ends on an interesting point. But it's not like Janeway has changed going forward like Cisco did, other than probably now being a massive anti-vaxxer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Is this feels like they watched half an episode of Deep Space Nine where the prophets showed up? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, we get, we get, we get it.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, Cisco. I mean, I think another patron brings it up eventually later, but it, it's a. Uh, it, it is tough to jam this kind of episode into a single episode for Janeway. You know, yeah. it, it, it does feel like it could kind
1: of be stretched why out. Not, why not make that like the arc of the season or something? Yeah, is, it could be. Is her constantly butting heads with this. Th- or they again, pick up They, they pick they would... up this
0: crew of this alien, like, you know, guest stars for a season are these aliens, a group of these aliens, and they
1: convince yeah. her of these things. Yeah. And again, like in Discovery, every episode that deals with that plot would end with Janeway uh, being shown the glory of Jesus Christ <laughs> and going like, Wow, I guess, I guess this all is
0: real. Just, every time someone walks into her ready room, she just puts a Bible down and is just like, All right, Jacote, <laughs> what, what would you like to talk about? I miss Cisco. Yeah, Patrick Seba says, Sacred ground, cast thrown in the mixer, hit button to blend, and still somehow Doc gets her full on the mend. But oh, what a waste of more than just a face. So let's all just wait to see her future's end. One discount, Jonathan Price in an alien hospice's waiting room out of five. Tax Bear: these are short. I'll read the short one. Sacred Ground, why is the crew so incredibly hostile after that incident? Anyway, the whole journey to find yourself was boring and it felt like something the writers desperately wanted to be deep and meaningful. Brandon Neal Howell says, This is the one with George Costanza's mother. Aaron Million, I'll send this one to you. <laughs> I like Estelle Harris. Is she dead? Is she passed away at this point? I think she is. I know that um, Estelle Harris, let's see. She, yeah, she did. She died in 2002, April 2nd. Oh, wow. That was a while ago. Sorry, not 2022. 2022. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, yeah, just probably COVID. All right. So, on to yeah, maybe. Onto because she was she didn't have a mask on. <laughs> she, she was in that waiting room. She, she was three just, other guys. She was questioning the science aspect of it. You know, I, just to just to like yeah, just to clarify. That's my my point. My problem with the episode is that it's fine to do this sort of new age mysticism like questioning science stuff, but you can't do it when the science is not being unfairly used like that that's my COVID angle is that like science was Mm -hmm. weaponized there to be something that is not science and is more of a faith argument that's being made Mm -hmm. and janeway does not really have that opinion in this she's not she's not sticking to some kind of guns saying that this is science and this is the way it has to be at least not effectively enough for for the aliens in
1: this episode to prove her wrong i would be down with that she does she does like her her adherence to science is just sort of a general like well I always appreciated it because it gave me an actual answer right and it's like that's about it like it's not like she's she's not a hardliner about this right stuff. yeah
0: yeah it's so they're looking for the truth about how to help Cass <laughs>
1: that's, that's that's all that's all they want like why in that scene with Chakotay why isn't she like why isn't Chakotay more like you know maybe you should open your mind a bit cat and she's like. <laughs> Why don't you go fuck yourself, <laughs> Jack? Black cow. Yeah, I don't know. This is, this is Aaron Million. I just sent it to you. Sacred Ground. Sacred Ground. Interesting juxtaposition with the consummate scientist, Janeway, somehow being converted into relying on faith to save Kess. Concept itself is fine. Janeway almost being forced to open her mind to new possibilities. Yet jamming this into one episode doesn't do it justice. This needed to be a gradual process, like Sisko slowly coming to believe in the prophets or Kirk in the movies, reluctantly accepting that he is getting old, needing to reevaluate his thinking on some aspects of his life. But instead, we get Janeway suddenly becoming a believer. While I did like the final scene between her and the doctor, this one felt ham-handed in the approach. Two hissing creatures that bite out of five. I was 100% expecting them to just drop in a, a a quick fear is the mind killer in that Gom Jabar sequence they had there.
0: <laughs> Cisco never stopped treating the prophets for what they were. You know? Cisco yeah. Cisco never stopped calling the prophets wormhole aliens, which is what they are. You know? Right. Th- th- like that's the that's the difference there is that Cisco's what Cisco came to do is just kind of Appreciate what the prophets were doing and how they helped him and what they showed him about life, in in a way. And this is just not that. Like th- there's no there's no reason for Jane- Janeway has no nowhere near the sort of depth of approach of what the Cisco character went through. As Aaron is saying, it, it obviously Cisco's thing is also helped by being over
1: seven years and 170 yeah. episodes. Yeah, I also don't know like what is she supposed to come away i think that's the thing right she doesn't have a hard line going into this so i'm not really sure what she's supposed to come away with right and so it ends up feeling like leonard nimoy and the simpsons when he's like well my work here is done. And the guy goes, but you didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> didn't I? Didn't I?
0: <laughs> yeah, Janeway, you could convince Janeway to buy I some solar panels that for, her, for her roof, I think. Yes, she, she's yeah. the person answering the doorbell and being like, yeah, I'll finance this purchase for 25 years at 5% interest. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Well, you know, it pays for itself. It'll be <laughs> <laughs> You'll be dead, but your grandchildren will have free energy by the time this thing pays itself off um
1: do you have a lot of solar salesmen uh i don't think we've ever had one like come door to door oh really but we get we get stuff pushed through the mail slot every now and then that's like you know i well first of all i think they probably don't come to us because our house has slate tile oh they can't can't see it uh, and there's no yard
0: where they could just put up like a a farm (laughs) of solar panels
1: yeah and i don't think you can actually put them on slate roof Right, and so I don't know. Maybe they take one look at the house and go, "Not worth the time." But, not worth the time. Um, yeah, we, we get them all the time. Know, they're like really.
0: the they're like the new. Um, we used to get a lot of like Jehovah's and stuff like that, and Mormons, and now they're just the
1: new version of <laughs> that, that. That's I don't know why they don't just double up and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're not interested in yeah, solar not interested panels. In Can I word? talk to you about Jesus Christ?" <laughs> <laughs> they would. It would be more effective. But
0: yeah, I mean, I'm just like,
1: you know, he pays for himself.
0: You know, solar is good. I would le- I would love renewable energy and everything like that, but it's become yeah. clear to me that solar is just another mechanism to sell financing for things because yeah. The deals are just awful. Um it's so expensive and it's it's just I think it's just one of those um it's a technology that in 5 years is going to be 10% of the cost and like you know, 10% of the work to install mm-hmm. it and stuff like that. It's just it doesn't doesn't strike me as the thing to do now but it's just too long of a term they because they tack it to your mortgage essentially everything that i've talked to them and it's just like i don't want to add that to a 25 year loan that's crazy i don't want that's insane anyway save 30 dollars a month on my electricity for 30 years uh (laughs) let's see here jaron hatch It's funny how my feelings about this one have changed over the years. When I was younger, I liked the faith reaffirming message, that final scene where Janeway walks away, not wanting to hear the explanation. It was powerful. It turns out I was mixed up in a cult during this time. (laughs)
1: Wow. (laughs) I'd like to hear more. (laughs) Yeah. I would love to hear more about that.
0: Which I have long since left. Now this episode kind of turns my stomach. It's an unaware masterclass in emotional and spiritual manipulation. But worse than that, it's fairly mediocre, which is still the cardinal sin in my book. Two changed perspectives out of five. Well, I'd like to hear about your cult. Yeah. Post that on the next episode. Come to,
1: come to my content. Come to my door and just tell me about it for a while. <laughs>
0: were you selling solar? You
1: son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're happy.
0: We're happy you got out. Yeah. Thank you. You. Uh, you did not sign on the line that was dotted. <laughs> Woodrow, uh, I'll send this one to you. I've read a
1: couple of them. This is Woodrow. With Sacred Ground. Sacred Ground. Seeing Janeway figure out which aliens were the spirits through trial and error was enjoyable. Yet, if Janeway had asked the lobby spirits how to save Kess from the start, she might have been told the cure sooner. Well, I don't know about that. I think that kind of <laughs> would defeat the whole purpose of what they were trying to do. Uh, after all, they more than nudged her toward the remedy in the end. Instead, Janeway's inability to wait five minutes before banging on the lock staff-only door made her extra-passive-aggressive spirit guides day. Three I-don't-knows out of five.
0: Rayo says, plot summary, Janeway needs to get her faith of the heart Oh. Wait, no, she didn't. An episode that refuses to take a stance resulting in the episode insisting that total blind faith was necessary but also completely unnecessary because a scientific explanation vouchsafed, nice word, a positive outcome, a 1984-esque example of doublespeak that tries to provoke thought, but any thought in the matter results in realizing it's all self-contradicting nonsense.
1: A waste of airtime. That's, that's the thing that's so frustrating about the ending is that it has this air of like you know, I asked, I needed, I needed $10 and I said, God, please give me $10. And then uh, I got a rebate on my taxes for $10. Right. And it's like, well, did God do it? Or did you just fill out your tax thing incorrectly? You right. know, it's, it's, yeah. it's like, well, that's not satisfying. I mean, I understand how that's in how, could be interesting for Janeway. Uh, it, it would be almost more convincing if, if Janeway was like, yes, The science was the answer. Everything else is just a total coincidence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, I don't understand. I'm not a deep enough thinker to understand anything about it. But, like, you could just have, like, you know, our perception of reality could be totally wrong, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just the way that we're perceiving it and how we describe it. So it seems real to us. Now who's high? (laughs) <laughs> but th- 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 like that's the $10 rebate thing is like, right. You could, yeah. you could think you you could understand the reason that you get the $10, but you might not be understanding the real reason you got the $10. Mm. But right. if the, the problem is that the science aspect is that it's repeatable. So if someone always gives you a rebate and you get $10, you can kind of grasp the idea that there's a causation there. You know, it's like, mm. it's, I don't know, it's weak. Uh, or
1: does God just help those who help themselves, Wes?
0: He could. She could. What does God need $10 for? Rayo, give That's... this a 1.5 out of <laughs> 5. Um, next one is Point extra G. It's short. I like the idea of this episode. Janeway has always been a science-focused captain. Having a science versus belief crisis for her could be a fascinating character study. The episode tries, but it doesn't quite pull it off at all. Pull it. I'll pull it all off. Excuse me. On an aside, I can't take Stel Harris seriously. I keep imagining Mr. Potato Head lecturing Janeway on belief <laughs> and patience. <laughs> one of the great moments of cinematic history is Toy Story Three when Mr. Potato Head attaches all his parts to a, pan, a tortilla <laughs> shell, and it's uh, extremely funny. So we can
1: talk about that. I've next never, week. S- I've never seen the third one. Yeah, the th- third one's good. Okay. I hear honestly the main reason I haven't seen it is because everyone I know who saw it was came out sobbing. Yeah, and I was they, like, ah, I yeah. don't know if I need this in my life. <laughs> well, it's
0: a, it's a, I guess it's a bitter, well, it's not sad at all, but it's a, it's a definite, if the series had not had a fourth, uh, fourth movie, the third one is fine as an ending to the series. Mm. So. Uh, Changeling, I'll send this one to you. Changing
1: is also British, so he might have some dishwater analogies as well. (laughs) Since Estelle Harris is in this, I start with the airing of grievances. This episode reminded me of the serial defense from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where Max trump card about God is, so you don't know how the science works, you just have faith that it works. This is coming from someone that is neither an atheist nor a theist, but someone that hates dumb writing. That thinks it is smarter than it is. <laughs> two, Jane, two Janeways doing the Gom Jabbar. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. There you go. Five. There we go. There you go. Great minds. I am I I have to say, I'm gonna hold out. I'm gonna say this at the end of the comments.
0: Okay. Artoria says Sacred Ground. New age meets television screens. This kind of reminds me of the direction Xena took towards the later seasons when it came to spirituality. Uh, Well, we've run run into an academic here, (laughs) Clay. It reminds me of the finest episode of uh, The Price is Right. Jack of all trades. Um, (laughs) It's
1: Bruce Campbell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A bunch of you-have-the-answer-inside-you mumbo-jumbo double-speak, in my opinion. It is interesting to see the Atheistic Federation's failure to comprehend the possibility that something can happen beyond their comprehension. makes one wonder what the Federation's thoughts are on the queue. But given enough time, man will be able to do anything, and that's a quote straight from the Bible. Irony fully intended. Three out of five. <laughs> uh, Sacred Ground from Matt Ross says maybe it's cause maybe it's because one of the aliens is George Costanza's mom with her trademark, trademark New York accent. Although I do like her. Or the really ridiculous story. Or the essentially three sets. Or that this is just stupid and boring. But I consider this one of the worst episodes of Voyager. Oh. I think it's trying to say, uh, oh, I think it's trying to say nothing. uh, Oh, it's trying to say nothing is as it seems in faith or something. One serenity now out of five. Uh, I'll send you this one because the next ones are short. So this is Nick the Rat
1: with Sacred Ground. Sacred Ground. There's absolutely nothing we can do unless, of course, Neelix reads every book on our planet to find one passage that will remind me there might be something you can do Mm -hmm. my favorite part of the episode is when the doctor is explaining everything and janeway is staring at him like an Mm -hmm. uninvolved ape (laughs) it encapsulates my feelings whenever i hear them doing technobabble 2.9 out of 5 yeah not a technobabble
0: real love he says sacred ground enough (laughs) okay lots. (laughs) He's he's been uh, here. She has been just on a stretch of shit sandwich. Um, yeah, just a stretch of uh, not liking this season <laughs> which is one line reviews. Yeah, Latte Librarian says sacred ground. This is why you never leave the tour group when you're in caves. Only bad things can happen. Three super dark sets out of five.
1: And That's it. They really uh, they really went got their money out of that cave set again. I feel like again. This is, yeah, this, they just keep going back to it and put some like uh, you know put a, put a couple lights in the corner take the shoot out shoot grip get the shoot grip in here (laughs) but but mike but michael i you told me to stop bringing the shoot grip to set (laughs) said it was unprofessional someone's been shooting in the shoot Uh, (laughs) oh boy well thanks for listening everybody I uh yeah, I, I do want to say I am a little disappointed that um in one of the more direct linkages to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, nobody called it out. Usually people call this stuff out. Yeah. Apparently uh Oh, just the connection Estelle that you made, you made earlier. Yeah. Apparently yeah. George's mom is more important than the mayor from Buffy. So pretty iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty iconic character. He turns into a giant snake. I mean, how how <laughs> much more, more iconic can you get? <laughs>
0: he's not the guy from Deadwood either though we had a couple episodes ago. It's just couldn't do it. All right. So that's it. Thanks everybody for supporting the show on patreon.com slash the file, leaving your thoughts and giving us all something to think about. <laughs> so much, <laughs> much like this episode. Um, thanks sincerely. And then we'll go to our thoughts ourselves about what this episode is. Clay on a scale of one to five. I got a little distracted there by like a reflection on the wall. Um, one to five. What are you going to give this one?
1: Was it a reflection, Wes, or it might have was been? It, <laughs> I shined,
0: I shined, I shined my flashlight at it, and it shot back at me. But who can say? Uh,
1: one to five. What are you going to give this one? I think I'm giving this one a one. Like it's it's not, it's not the worst produced episode they've ever done, but it's just like I this was just a slog, and yeah. I had no interest in this. Yeah, I I was um,
0: I'm all, I'm also a one. Uh, it was just, it was a really, this was maybe one of the rougher watches of the show I've had. I just, I wasn't at no point did it hook me, um, had nothing going for it. And I think it's just, it, I don't think it knows what it's talking about. It's just, it was so boring. Every sequence was awful. Um, it's the one all around, never watched that one again. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Future's End is next. I think Future's End is a two-parter, Clay, so we'll watch both mm. parts for one podcast. Are you
1: sure or did you just fall asleep in the middle of it?
0: Uh, I think I'm sure, but I will. I will <laughs> no, I think I think you're right. <laughs> so did I fall asleep in the second part? How, many, how much did I get through? No, what? I think you got through about halfway through the first part. All right. <clears throat> That's all right. Yeah, that was tough. And I was up. I was sitting up. I, I was like, I have to sit up because I need to make it through this episode. Yeah. And I, it just Those are, took me down.
1: That's the weirdest ones when you're like actively like doing everything you can to stay awake. And then you just wake up face down. you're like, what <laughs> happened? It's always
0: the same with... Um,
1: I was on the treadmill when I started
0: this. It's either the iPad or the book too. Like I'll be holding it and I'll just drop it on my face. And I'll be like, I can, yes. still, I can still read. <laughs> and I just drop it on myself again. And it's like, maybe I should go to bed. Um. Yeah. So f- uh, what did I say the episode was called? I can't remember. It's Future's End is the next one. So thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for supporting the show at patreon.com slash the Penske file. Listen to all the shows. We got a Deadwood show now. Deadwood Penske slash something pretty. You can also find something pretty, the Deadwood show on all your favorite podcast apps. Glad you have anything you want to say.
1: On Patreon, you can check out the Video Nasty series that Amanda and I are doing in conjunction with our show, The Rotten Horror Picture Show. January was Dario Argento's Tenebrae, where I also give a, a very fast, poorly explained backstory about why the Video Nasties are a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, February will be his uh, Possession, which is going to be a fun one. So check that out.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's our Patreon- early,
1: early film from Sam Neill.
0: Oh and uh, oh, what was the what's the other famous horror that Sam Neill was in from
1: the eighties? Uh, he was in one of the Omen sequels.
0: Oh, isn't he, in a, isn't he one of. where there's like a painting on a wall? Uh,
1: the the, I, he, he, uh, the other horror that I know him from is in the Mouth of Madness. That
0: maybe that's what I'm
1: thinking. Is, does is, that one have a painting in it? I I mean, there is a painting in it at at one point, but it's not like what the movie's about.
0: Uh, maybe that's late. Hold it's about
1: on. books, sort of.
0: Painting. Yes, it is in the mouth of madness. I okay. Think. <laughs> I think so. Unless it's just that's a famous thing to search for and get paintings, I guess. But um, that's it. Check out all that's that a stuff fun one. on patreon.com slash the Penske file. And then uh, we're done. So thanks, everybody. Features End is the next one. It's a two-parter. And we will see you then.